Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Bright Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Bright. It is well and truly the Christmas season, isn't it? It is well and truly here. For those of you who need a bit of a reality check, it is the 15th of December, which is frightening. I'm frightened that it's even December, to be honest, Um, but we're halfway through. So Christmas is not too far away and the Christmas season is well and truly here. But I uh, personally, I'm someone that loves the Christmas season. Now, I know it can be stressful and all of that, but my tree was up in November. Uh, The carols, I was very excited. I was like, guys, we're setting up the tree. We can play carols. Like, it's time. We can play it. And I tell you what, I, I love, one of the things that I love about carols and I love about this time of year is it's not very often that we can walk into the shopping centers and hear words in songs that actually glorify the God that we believe in. It's not very often that we can walk in and hear songs that are actually speaking truth about the God that we serve. You know, it's common for me to hear on the radio people speaking about words that don't quite match the image of the God that I serve. It's quite um, quite common to hear songs that certainly do not glorify our God. But at Christmas, we get to we get to sing carols and hear carols in the in the stores of songs that are glorifying our God. And you know, I'm sure everyone here would agree with me today. Our words are so important. Whether we sing them or speak them, our words are so important. And you know, if anyone has kids here today, you'll know words are so important. The words we choose to speak over our children are so important. You know, if anyone's a teacher here, and we have so many teachers in this church, so I know this is safe, I'm at least speaking to 50% of the room, that, you know, the words that that we speak to children are so important. Anyone who is a teacher will know that. In fact, anyone who has breath in their lungs today, anyone who has had a childhood, who has had an interaction with another person knows that words are so important. You see, our tongue that creates those words, it has potential both for good and for evil. It has potential both to encourage, to build up, but also to tear people down as well. And um, there's a book in the Bible uh, written by a guy named James. The book of the Bible that I'm talking about is called James. Uh, and James is someone you can trust just to tell it straight. And he, he talks about this topic and, you know, we can tell that it's actually quite a serious topic by the way that he talks about it. So it's going to come up behind me. You can follow me a long but we're going to James 3 verse 1 to 12 and it says this not many of you should become teachers my brothers for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness for we all stumble in many ways and if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is a perfect man able also to bridle his whole body if we put bits into the mouth of horses so that they obey us we guide their whole bodies as well Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. 
It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord, the Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. It's pretty serious, isn't it? The way that he talks about it. Now, you may be here today and you may not have been a pilot of a big ship. Okay, you may not have gone horse riding and had to use the bit in the horse's mouth to control the whole body of the horse. But here are some small things that maybe you have experienced that have great impact and influence. Okay, how about, has anyone ever been to a cafe and you sit down and you're excited, you're at the cafe, you're ready for a nice peaceful time and you sit down and the table wobbles because it's uneven. Okay, that small, small problem, big impact, right? How about... You go to the shops, you get a trolley, and one wheel is broken. It's small, but how hard is it to keep it on track? It's a small part, but it's a big impact. How about this? How about, has anyone been unfortunate enough to drive over a nail and got a flat tyre? A nail is small, creates a big problem. Maybe for you right now, the small problem that's having a big impact and influence in your life comes in the form of an adorable yet somewhat annoying crying small child. Maybe that's what it is for you right now. Or if none of these relate to you, how about getting that little bit of coffee or food on a white shirt? Maybe maybe that's happened to you. They're small things, but they have great impact. But the tongue is probably a more significant example of this. It's small, but it has such a great impact. It has such a great influence in our lives. And we need to recognise that our words are actually a big deal. Our words are a big deal because our words have power. Have you ever stopped to consider that God actually spoke the world into existence? He spoke said, let there be light. He spoke it into existence. See, the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So it's, it's a big deal. You know, I was, um, I was at the gym the other day and there was an ad that caught my attention. I was, I was watching this ad and in this ad it showed images and it was showing flashbacks of people's memories and it was showing flashback to their memories of a bushfire that they had experienced. And, it, you know, it showed the devastation and it showed the destruction and the trauma that had, that had come out of this fire. And then it came up with these words that said, how well... Do you know fire? Maybe you've seen this ad around. But in light of thinking about this ad and thinking about what James is saying about our words being like fire, it kind of begs us to ask the question, how well do you know the power of your words? Because our words cause harm, they cause destruction and they can cause devastation around us. We know that words are so much more than just some letters that are put together to form a word, right? We give meaning to them. We attribute meaning to them and connotations to them. In fact, at the moment, even um, in my workplace outside of here, I, um, I see a little girl that I'm trying to help um, with some social skills and things like that. But the word social, she can't handle. The word friend, the word emotion, you say those words to her and she automatically shuts down. Now, I have very positive feelings about those words. I have very positive connotations, but you never know the words that you speak, the effect that that might have on the others around you. It's so important that we consider the words, even if we don't give power to the words that we're speaking, I can guarantee that the people around you probably will. 
So we need to be so careful with the words that we're choosing to speak. In Ephesians 4.29, it says this. It says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. I think that puts it so well, that we need to be so careful that we're using words. Is it going to build people up? Are we speaking words of grace? Because they're the words that we want to be speaking. Let no corrupting talk come from your mouth. We need to be so aware of the easy mistakes that we can make with our words. They're easy mistakes that we can make. Using care with our words is actually using wisdom. What you give voice to will grow, right? Whether it's gossip, whether it's self, negative self-talk or negative talk about someone else, it will grow. Eventually, we start to believe these things. I don't know if you guys have that person in your life and you know that um, when you catch up with them or when you see them, somehow all of a sudden you're going to know about like your second cousin's, you know, wife's cousin's relationship that you didn't even need to know about. You might have met them once, but somehow you know. And then they're telling you the next thing about, um, you know, your friend's sister's cousin. They're just going to tell you everything. Those people that you sit with and you're thinking... If you're saying this about them, what are you telling them about me? Those kind of people that you know maybe you can't quite trust and confide in. They're asking all the questions and sometimes that can really quickly start to build trust. But just be aware. But those people in your life, right? We all, we all have met those people in our lives. You see, the thing about words is that it actually puts our maturity on display. Your words will put your maturity on display. They reveal. They, 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 they're your biggest teller. They'll, they'll reveal your maturity. You see, I love how James puts it, how he talks about how, you know, if you, um, if you control the tongue, it says it can bridle the whole body. If we put bits into the mouth of horses, then we control their whole bodies as well. If we can master the tongue, if we can actually master control of our words, then we'll be able to master self-control, right? It, it, there's, there's a big link there. It's actually not up to somebody else to steward what you have been given, right? It's up to me to steward what I've been given. It's up to me to control what I can. It's up to you to steward what you've been given and control what you can, right? So God has given us choice. He's given us, um, you know, choice in our words, in our actions. And I believe as Christians that we're actually called in everything that we do to glorify Him, aren't we? We're, choose, we're, we're called to choose to speak words and, and, and use actions that are actually going to glorify Him in everything we do, in everything we are. We're supposed to glorify Him. And it's not up to somebody else to steward what you've been given so that we can be His light. That's up to each of us. That's up to me and that's up to you. Why speak words that bring destruction when we can speak words that bring life? You know, it's, it's not just for some Christians or the good Christians, not that that exists. Please know that does not exist. It's not a thing. It's not for some of us. It's actually for all of us. And if you are here today and you're not a Christian, um, I just want to let you know, I hope you feel so welcome today. Um, and it's so good that you would be here with us today. I want to let you know you're totally off the hook. Like that, That's okay, right? You probably agree with me that words are important because I think that's something Christian or not that we're going to agree with. But in terms of how that relates to God and your relationship, you're off the hook. But if you would call yourself a Christian here today, you need to recognize that you and I, we represent the name of Jesus. 
as soon as we say that we're a Christian, that we believe in Jesus, we represent his name. And, you know, I've been asking myself this question lately. What do people hear when they hear the name of Jesus? When they hear that word, when they hear the name of Jesus, what do they actually hear? Because the world outside of these four walls, our community, when they hear the name of Jesus, I've got a suspicion that they probably don't hear the same connotations with that word that I do. And as I speak to, you know, friends at work, as I speak to, um, to people that don't believe in Jesus, their connotations that come with that word, maybe it's rules and regulation. Maybe it's where a leader has fallen and they've heard about it in the media. You know, it, it's all different things. But when, when people hear the name of Jesus, what do they think? Because I tell you what, people are going to work out what they think about that name of Jesus from our words and our actions long before they ever see it in the Bible. Because right now we have a world that doesn't actually see that name the way that the Bible depicts it. And so it's so important more than ever that right now that we are so careful with the words that we're choosing because we represent his name. And we want to show people the good God and the loving and gracious God that we serve. You see, as a Christian, you should know that God hears your heart. He, he, he actually he hears your words and in that he hears your heart. See, I don't say that to scare anyone. And if you feel um, at all convicted by this or challenged by this, you know, I'm not here to try to judge people. And maybe you're thinking through your week and you're like, oh, yes, my words. You know, none of us, none of us are perfect. It's not, to, it's not to scare anyone here. But I think that we should all be challenged by this today because none of us are perfect with our words, right? I'm not. None of us are. And so it's, it's, it's good to be able to challenge ourselves. But... It's not to scare anyone because we know that we have a God who loves us so much that he sent his one and only son. You know, we saw that this morning where he sent Jesus to live a perfect life, only then to pay the debt for us on the cross and then be, and then be raised again. That then the, 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 um, the penalty of sin, death, it was paid for. You see, he wiped our slate clean while we were still sinners. But for the past, for the future, it's completely wiped clean. And so what I'm trying to say to you right now is that the words that you use will not change God's love for you, right? His love for you is not changed by the words that you use. But surely, if we're called to have a heart after his heart, surely we should care about the things that he cares about. If we call ourselves Christians, if we believe in that, then we should care about the things that he cares about. In Matthew 15, 11, it talks about how what comes into the mouth is not what defiles us, but what comes out of the mouth is what defiles us. And you know, I want you guys to just go with me for a moment. Just consider your everyday. Just consider what that looks like. Maybe think about some of the words that you might speak in a day or the words that you hear around you. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it is that negative talk about somebody else or maybe it might even be negative talk about yourself. Negative, like, I'm, I'm stupid, I can't believe I did that. Maybe it's negative talk over your own life. And as I said, the more that we hear something, the more that we say something, the more we start to believe it. So those words are actually really powerful. But just consider it every day. Maybe even, maybe it's the language that you choose to use. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's crude humour. Maybe that's what it is. And, you know, we might be listening to this and thinking, well, is, is it such a big deal? Is it such a big deal? You know, should we be concerned if, if that's what we're hearing? 
Well, I think, yeah, we should be concerned because we need to ask ourselves, well, why is that the first thing that came to my mind? If what, if what is in the heart comes out of the mouth, then why is that the first thing that came to my mind? And I think it's so important that we're all reflecting on these questions in our own lives because we need to be keeping check on our heart, on our mind, don't we? The Bible tells us that. We're not going to be perfect, but we can reflect. Why is that the first thing that came to our mind if out of the heart the mouth speaks? Because what we make allowance for will grow. You know, that's why James says, that's why he says, what does he say? He says, you know, that we, towards the end, it says, can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Well, the nature of the plant is going to determine the fruit. So make sure that the plant is healthy so that we have the right fruit. You know, when, when we hear people talking um, negatively about Jesus, right? So maybe you've turned on the radio recently or maybe you've watched A Current Affair or, uh, you know, maybe you've watched one of these or heard, overheard one of these um, shows and you're not talking quite so posit- positively about Jesus, right? Sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I find there is this gap between um, the, the incredible God that we believe in that's full of freedom and love and, and then the God that I hear about in the media, there's this gap. And when, when I hear that, I don't know about you, but I start to get this little bit of tension, like a little bit of injustice. I'm like, that's not right. You need to know it's not right. Yeah. Does anyone, anyone else know what? Yeah. Right. So, you know, I believe that the reason that we get like that is because somebody is speaking of Jesus in a way that's actually tainting his image. Right. They're tainting the image of God. But yet we are all made in the image of God. So when we speak negatively about somebody else, we can't think nothing of that because we're actually tainting the image of God because they're made in his image. Likewise, we are made in the image of God. So if we are using words that are not clean words, if we're using words that are not glorifying him, then we're actually tainting his image in us as well. So we can't think nothing of it when it happens in the world, but yet when we speak negatively about someone else, also think nothing of it because it's tainting his image. You know, I think of it like this. I think it's kind of like using a tea towel for the bench to wipe down the bench and then you go and use it to dry the dishes. It's not okay. If you do that, it's not okay. You're using something dirty for something you're trying to make clean, right? I kind of see it like this as well. You know, you use a knife for doing the raw chicken, and then to use it for your veggies. Now, I barely cook. I'm not about to cook for you. You don't want that. I, I barely cook, but even I know that's wrong, okay? Because it's, it's poisonous. You're using something that is poisonous. And what does James say? He says, you know, with our tongue, we bless our Lord. It's, it's deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord, our Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. He says, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. How do we use the same instrument for something that's both dirty and clean, right? It's not, it ought not to be. Sorry, our tongue is a weapon. Guys, I want you to consider how do you speak about girls when they're not there? Girls, how do you speak about guys' wives? How do you speak about your husbands? And husbands, how do you speak about your wives? Teams, how do you speak about your team members, your leaders? And leaders, how do you speak about your teams and your team members? You know, how do you speak about your boss? How do you speak about your colleagues? How do you speak about your family, your parents, you know, your children? How do you speak about them? Reality is, is that we're not going to be perfect. And James even says that. We're not going to be perfect. But we can't allow that to give us permission to then lose our conscience about it. 
Because if we do that, we end up devaluing the weight of our word and we can't afford to do that. It's Christmas. Okay, things get stressful. You understand that. It's, you know, there's all these parties to attend. There's presents to buy. There's meals to make. There's invitations to send. There's, there's details to organise. There's families to work between. You know, at this time, often we find, you know, the, the people that you wish were there on Christmas that aren't going to be there. That's hard. You know, the, the family issues that might come up, the trials that might come up at this time, that's hard. And, and, and it is, it can be a really stressful time. And who knows, sometimes when we're tired and when we're in trials is the time when this can be the hardest. It can be the hardest. But just like James says about the, about the ships, it says that they face strong winds, but yet wherever the pilot wills, it will keep it on course. Even when the storms come, even when the winds come, wherever the pilot wills, in our lives, wherever we will, if we can keep that rudder on course, we'll be able to sail through those, through those storms unharmed. And sometimes this is even through our attitude. You know, whatever's in the heart will come out of the mouth. So in our attitude, sometimes it's not actually about what you say, it's about what you don't say. I find it helpful in my life to, to ask myself, okay, is this going to build other people up? Is this actually going to be helpful for them? So if I'm there and I'm saying I'm so tired, and trust me, I've done this at least four times in the last week, so I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just thinking about it. You know, saying I'm so tired, can't wait for holidays. Oh, is that actually helping anyone else? Like is my attitude actually standing up to, to help others, to help give them energy and build them up? If we can keep our attitude through trial times, it'll speak so much louder than our words ever could. You can have power over your words. And, you know, our words are our choice. Just because something is your choice doesn't mean it's easy, but it does mean that it's our responsibility. And I might get um, the band just to come up um, just as I'm speaking, but, you know, choose to speak words of life. I've got just some quick tips for us just to help us on our way um, with managing our words. Firstly, we need to rely on God. You know, James says pretty clearly that, it says, you know, the, mankind has never tamed this. But it doesn't say that it can't be tamed. It just says that mankind can't. Yeah. So we need to rely on God, on his strength, on his capacity, relying on him to be able to help us to manage our hearts and our words. Number two, keep your heart healthy. We're going to do this by placing value on God's words. To hear his words means we need to pause. It means we need to stop even in the busy seasons and we need to actually listen for his words. And when we hear them, we need to place value on them. It's also not just listening to his words, but his word. Okay, it's listening to his word, placing value on this book right here on the Bible and what it says. And number three, we need to filter what's going on. Ask those questions. Why is that the first thing that came to my mind? Those questions of, is this going to build people up? Is this going to help people? Now, I want to specify constructive criticism helps to build people up. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't give constructive criticism. I'm not saying that we shouldn't call things out in people. What I am saying is if that motivation is not to encourage them, to build them up, then it needs to be held on to. Ask yourself questions. Is it going to build people up? Control your tone. Okay, our tone says a lot more than the word itself. So control your tone and control the words that you choose to use. 
Remember, we can't we can't gain control alone, but through God, we are able to gain control over our words. I'm going to ask everyone to stand right now, and I'm actually just going to opt everyone in to this response. Not to offend you, but I know that no one's perfect here today and I know that we all need help with this. So I'm actually just going to include everyone um, in this prayer. But as I pray, I'd encourage you to reflect on how's your week been looking like? What, how's your attitude going? How, how's your thought life going right now? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? What are, they, are they building people up? Are we choosing to speak words of life like we're called to do? Are we relying on God? Are we placing value on His words? And I'm going to just pray for us now, but I encourage you just to reflect on that as I pray. Father, we thank You that we don't do this alone. Lord, we thank You that Your love for us is not determined by the words that we speak. But we ask that our hearts would ever increasingly be after Your heart. And God, that we would, from that, that we would care about the things that You care about so deeply. Lord, I pray that You would help to give us control over our words that we speak. Lord, I pray that for those who may be feeling tired and weary, Father, I pray that for for attitude, Father, I pray that our attitudes would stand the test, Father. Lord, I pray for people during this Christmas season where things are tough. Lord, I pray that You would help us to keep our attitude, to seek our joy and our peace only from You. Jesus, I pray that we would use so much wisdom with the words that we speak. Lord, that you, would, um, that you would help us to control it and help us to understand the power that our words have. Lord, the, the words that we speak over others, the words that we speak over children, Lord, I pray that we would use that to encourage. Lord, that we would always choose words that are going to encourage people. We thank you, Jesus, for the good God that you are and that you always, always speak words of encouragement over us. We love you, Father. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bright Weekly Podcast. We hope you're encouraged today and we'd love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to brightchurch.com.